Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis people who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. The 2021 season is in the bag, Super Bowl over and done with, and welcome along to the flagship show. I am as Dan, and I am joined as ever by the big man himself, Murph. Are you well, sir? I'm as well as can be. The voice is a little hoarse, uh, part yep. cold from my child. Part of the fact that I was with you until five o'clock in the morning. Um, so, you know, both of those player factors. It was a long one. Yeah. It was a long one. It was a good one. It was a good game. Unbelievable season in the yes. books. But we've uh, got an unbelievable guest to finish it all. We off do. With. We do. And in an unbelievable place as well. As you can see, we are joined by a Sky Sports broadcaster host of NFL Overtime Show, Hannah Wilkes. And Hannah, you are joining us from the back of a car driving around LA, if I believe correct. Is that right? That is correct. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yes. Murph, your voice is going. My voice is really fairly <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we've we got a travel day today. So we're trying to like see some sights of LA nice. before we, a few of us have to leave. Uh, our glorious producer, yeah. Greg, is in the front of the car hopping off to Hawaii tomorrow. So I'm not jealous of him <laughs> at all. Um, <laughs> but we're just... We're just on our way. The main thing today, we've got to do our very own version of Deflate Gate because we bought some game balls and they are not getting home unless we can take the air out. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Hannah's going to join us for about 20, 25 minutes or so um, and share with us the experience of being there um, 
and then for anyone watching, you know, if you want to come on after Hannah and and talk uh, talk about the Super Bowl, drop me a DM. The address is just here on the screen, and uh, we'll have you on, and we'll talk five ten minutes about the Super Bowl, just to help our voices, um, <laughs> if nothing else. But we'll just have fun. Um, but you know, you're obviously there, and you're a Rams fan as well, Hannah. So first of all, tell us what you've been up to since you were last on, and then. Secondly, how must you be feeling this morning, celebrating the Super Bowl um, win and being there to watch it? So, uh, when was I last done? The last Super Bowl, wasn't it? So, a, a lot, Bowl. really. Done a whole netball <laughs> season, done a whole NFL season, got married twice, all sorts. Um, um, so, yeah, it's been brilliant. This season's been fantastic. Overtime's been a lot of fun now that we can actually move around the studio and interact with each other because restrictions have been lifted. Um, mm-hmm. And just what a season. And then, yeah, yesterday... Um, it was an incredible, incredible day, incredible stadium atmosphere. Um, there's nothing quite like SoFi Stadium. It's actually, I'm still, I think I'm still processing it a little bit. Just, mm. it's like nothing you've ever seen. You actually walk in on level six and then the field is six stories down. Oh, wow. Um, okay. so wow. with, yeah, no, I know. I was very, everyone's very confused by it. Um, still takes some computing um, and it was amazing there was so loud the Bengals fans were unreal mm. they were um, they were really 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 loud like when they were cheering when they had a good drive going you could barely hear yourself think um, so it was incredible it was very tense the last quarter I think as well I don't think anyone no matter who, who you were rooting for I think everyone was collectively holding their breath I was definitely shaking uh, all professionalism went out the window so yeah it was just brilliant um and what a sort of hollywood ending for for the team based in hollywood yeah i mean it, it really was wasn't it like um the script couldn't have gone much better um to see the way that the game ended with that game-winning drive with the three stars of that team stafford cup and, Do- and donald all making plays to to make it happen i mean that was really the the big difference in the game but in terms of for you, because Von Miller, Von talking, Miller too. Yeah. It was Von Miller. Von Miller yeah, yeah. But what, what he had was, to get those sacks when he got them. He, yeah, he did, and and you know credit, and that that was where the game was won and lost. It was won on those those playmakers, and and we'll get into that in just a second. But what's LA like as a host city? Because it's been a long time since LA has hosted a, a Super Bowl. Um, I think the Bengals were the last ones in there when they did it and so what was it like for as a city to, to host the Super Bowl I know the stadium is incredible but did the city get into it because it's been a long time since they've had a team everyone um, seems to seems to have and I think it's almost some like British cynicism yeah everyone in LA has been fully into the Super Bowl we were talking to some fans outside the, the convention centre on Friday or Saturday I've, I've lost contact, contact of time um and there was a woman there, she's like, I'm a Saints fan, but I live here, this is amazing, I'm all in, like, go LA. And that was the general vibe. If you're going to, like, bring a team back to a city that are then going to be immediately successful, that's the way to, to win everyone over, right, and get everyone on board. So, yeah, I think LA has embraced the Super Bowl. I think there's going to be um, a lot more people donning their Rams gear this morning. I just had it at the hotel, so I was like, oh, everyone's wearing Rams stuff this morning. I was like, this is vintage, thank you very much. <laughs> um, no, completely like, you know, it's been decked out everywhere. Buses, especially downtown, had, you know, had the destination and it was flicking on to go rounds. Like, it's just been completely embraced. Like, what, it's the greatest show on earth. I think, 
I don't think there's any way you could take the Super Bowl and it not be fully embraced. Like just because LA hasn't had football, you know, for the last few years, I don't really think that's factored into it. Everyone's just very excited that they've got it back. Their team is successful. They're Super Bowl champions, and they got to to host it as well. It's a season that's made for stuff like this. You know, the, the mm. parties, the events they've put on, just the look of everything. Uh, everything looks glorious in California sunshine. So yeah, fully embraced it. Yeah, I mean, that, that sure helps, right? California sunshine to make anything look better. So, uh, so a bit of a game. It was quite a cagey opening first half, wasn't it? Um, I think the Rams dominated, but but went in at the half only up by a three. Did it feel quite nervy, tense start? It did, but the, the beginning of a Super Bowl is always a bit of a chess match, isn't it? Like both teams mm. figuring each other out, not wanting to sort of do too much or force too much early on. Obviously, that OBJ touchdown, that the place erupted because that was such a quick score. Four, and it immediately meant the Rams were doing better than they did last time they were in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think it was a bit of, it didn't, it didn't feel like either side had too much rhythm in that first half. Like no one was fully like owning it. Uh, although mm. Matthew Stafford was really strong in the first quarter. Um, but it was the second half it, that game came alive. The way the Bengals, mm. I think everyone was still reeling from the halftime show and digesting that. And the Bengals capitalized and that massive 75 yarder to Jamar Chase. Um, and then from there on in, it was it was on the knife edge and it was always going to come down because both of those offences can make big plays and it was literally, it was who was going to find a way through the defence. And the, the Bengals' secondary was really impressive. Eli mm -hmm. Apple on Cooper Cup did an incredible job. Um, and I don't think they ever talked about much in the build-up, really, that secondary, um, possibly to everyone's um, sort of foolishness, really. Um, but yeah, it was always going to come down to a big defensive play because especially in the, that final minute the Rams and final quarter as a whole the Rams just had to stop the Bengals sort of mojo because of where they come out firing yeah they did I mean that first half I think will be one of those that because the second half had everything there isn't going to be that much talked about um, and one of the things that probably won't get talked about but if the Bengals had won was the Joe Mixon passing touchdown um I mean, they did their own little special. Everyone has decided now they're going to do a special. The Rams tried it and Stafford can grab it. Cooper Cup threw it a bit high um, in the second half. But, you know, that that Cincy special to kind of just keep them in the game because they weren't in the game really in that, that first half. The Rams dominated everywhere, really. They had the better drives. They, they looked, even though KG and they weren't quite fully in control of the game, they definitely had more of the ball, more of the time to possession looked like the ones that were going to go on and, and do something significant in this game. But that Cincy special was, it was a good drive, but more importantly, it was a good play from, from Mixon to, to make it happen. And T Higgins was, was incredible on the night, especially in that first half. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. It was incredible, that whole game, I think. Um... Zach Taylor might sort of look back at it and, and wonder why he wasn't used a bit more and why he sat out some drives because he was, you know, averaging sort of five yards per carry in that game. He was tremendous for them. But yeah, the Cincy special would have been written into folklore had it had it gone their way. Um, I thought we were going to be talking about the uh, 
face face mask face holds mask. there, but whatever, it's fine. We'll let that one go. We won. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. That was in yeah. the second half. Oh yeah, it's all it's all it's all one at this point. Um yeah, it would have been it would have been great. And, and like you said, the Rams trying it as well. But um yeah, Cooper I had literally when I was making notes, I literally put Cooper Cup in complete to Matthew Stafford, slightly overshot it and I had to put a note for myself going, Yes, you've got that the right way around <laughs> just because I knew at some point I'd look back at those notes and be like, Nah, that's wrong. Um yeah, the Rams did very much. They they came up with the confidence of a more experienced team, didn't they? And it took the mm. Bengals a little while to settle, but you know what they can be like in the second half. So you can never write them off entirely just because you know it's three point game at halftime. It's nothing. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's always great to see those sort of plays in the Super Bowl because it, it makes and that was just such an entertaining game to watch more than anything. Mm. Absolutely, and then the game really turned just before halftime with the injury to OBJ went down no contact injury we find out about an hour ago it's a torn acl that's really going to hinder his chances of getting a contract in the off season and it makes it a very difficult situation now so we send obj's uh regards and, and hope he recovers well and it, i mean it was a really difficult moment because he was the superstar in that game at that point he was the one that was scored the touchdown he was making the plays it wasn't cooper cup it was obj it looked like the Super Bowl was made for OBJ to really take control and, and make it his game. And it was a real shame that he went down and the Rams really suffered when, when he did. That was such a game-changing moment because, like you say, he was so locked in. You could tell he he, he wanted it. He was making plays. He was lighting up. He was he was stepping up to the moment that he'd you know, fought so hard for and dreamed of. Um, and yeah, your heart immediately breaks when you see something like that, and it's it's non-contact, and you just think that's going to be that's going to be one of those things. You know, if someone gets bashed, you think, okay, maybe just need some ice on it, all the rest of it, get back out there. But when it was some completely non-contact, you know, it's you know, it's something bad. Um, and the Rams really struggled that third quarter. They couldn't get anything going at all um, because they, you know, they they couldn't adjust. And there's not the depth at wide receiver that they'd like when all of a sudden you haven't got Robert Woods and you haven't got OBJ and you haven't got Tyler Higbee. Um, but you know, they got they got there in the end, which I think shows how Sean McVay has evolved as a coach as well. Because I think if that had happened a couple of years ago, I think we we wouldn't have seen the Rams come out of that one. Um, and do you know what as well? That was, everyone was so gutted for OBJ, gutted for OBJ. I was thinking the whole time, if the Rams win this, he still scored a touchdown and helped his team win that Super Bowl. And he's not, you know, obviously he wants to be on the, the field the whole way through. But if they'd lost, it would have been so heartbreaking for him. But mm. he still did his job for as long as he could. But that yeah, was, was when the game changed. He was in for a sure. big game as well at the time. He was he was performing really well. He was he was leading the Rams in, yeah. like, in yardage when, when he went down. It was huge. It was huge. If... if if the Rams had lost, that would have been the moment that everyone would have pointed to. Yeah, yeah I completely agree. It looked like he was having a, an MVP game. Um, everything that was good about the Rams in the first half went through went through him. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that obviously have some thoughts about OBJ and what he's like. But I think he went a long way to restoring that reputation yesterday with, with the way he played. And, again, wish him a speedy recovery. But, obviously, they go in at half-time. Bengals must be very happy to go in three points down. And I, I said in the build-up, I said, if the if the Bengals can keep it close in the first half, they'll have a great chance in the second half to try and win this game. But before we do that, we, we've got the amazing halftime show. What was it like for you in the stadium to, to watch that? Because we were in a bar. Everyone was on their feet. We were dancing. We were 
and I mean everyone. You know, I, in your old ass comeback, didn't it? For 10 yeah, minutes. I mean it was. <laughs> yeah, I I've never seen I've never seen anything like that in a bar where everyone's up dancing, watching the television screen. Like, it was just unbelievable. What what was it like being there? It was amazing. I was in the press uh, press seating, and I said to the person next to me, "I'm really sorry for what might be about to happen." <laughs> like this. Um, but yeah, it was it was brilliant. Everyone had these uh, like the light up lanyards, like did like the light show. It was just really cool. It was just so cool. Was, what was most fascinating, I think, as well, was how quickly the press area disappeared after halftime show. I think it was all entertainment journalists, um, so it just emptied. Uh, but yeah, it was it was brilliant. There isn't anyone I know that didn't enjoy it and it was awesome to see and you know just the way they staged it you were just like looking here they're everywhere 50 cent appearing hanging upside down our camera and so i still can't get over it he was like how long was he there how long was 50 there for um <laughs> so yeah it was just it was it was fantastic i i did say i was like i think we should just stop halftime shows now at the super bowl because i can't see how they're going to top that i feel sorry for whoever that gets next year to follow that well, I, I said that if they could try and get, you know, Dave from Chaz and Dave and the rest of the Snooker Loopy lot, maybe roll them out for it, for it, just to set the bar a little bit lower. <laughs> Give them a bit of English entertainment for, for halftime show, but it was unbelievable. My favourite moment, other than the fact that it was probably one of the best halftime, if not the best halftime show I can remember, is that Evan McPherson decided that he was just going to stay out there and watch it. Yeah. I don't need I don't need to be in that halftime team chat. Like, no, I'm gonna watch Snoop. I love that. <laughs> I love it. And he's not even just sitting there, he's just getting up there and he's just stood <laughs> on the bench, right? Yeah. Like he must be too young to know most of their stuff. <laughs> uh, maybe, but yeah. I tell you what, he looked like he was having a great time. I was like, anyone who sits there and thinks, Oh, kicker's a pointless job, you have to sit there and look at it and go, Yeah, but you get to yeah. watch the halftime show, that's pretty cool. Um, but unbelievable halftime show. Great. Um, I was worried it wasn't going to live up to the hype. I really was. I was a bit worried. Like, how are they going to get everyone to perform? But they absolutely crushed it. Um, and then we get the second half, and I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe the Bengals are big hip hop fans because they came out in that first, that first sort of two, three minutes, and were like, "Yeah, we own it." in a giant stadium with Super Bowl on the line. What, what, what more do you need? Lose yourself. Like, hello. Um, yeah, and I also think it worked their advantage because I think, I don't know what it's like to have does in that locker room at halftime, but they, they came out firing and pumped them up. And they went, you know, the way they started that second half, it was scary. Think, oh, we've seen this before. We saw this in the AFC Championship game. And I think it was a big wake-up call that the Rams needed as well. Um, yeah. It was a great, a great energetic first start and definitely nervy for the Rams fans, that's for sure. Yeah, and obviously there's the controversy of the, the face mask call not being given. I don't know how much he grabs. There is contact. I mean, luckily we don't have to debate the merit of that, but it was interesting that even up until that point, there hadn't been many flags. There wasn't really any penalties. It just, they let the game go. Um, you know, amazing so, play. To Ronald Talbot, I think... Ronald Talbot is, I think, one of the best referee in the league. I love him. He's fantastic. Um, but it, so we've got a uh, playlist on the car and there might have been some some fruity language because we are listening to a bit of Dr. Dre. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> Sorry if you heard some swearing. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's fine. It's only quiet. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, penalties. Yeah, there weren't any in the first half. They let them play, which is great. I mean, penalties are what cost the Bengals the game in the end, though, when it came down to it. Like, mm. you know, you 
is first and goal inside the two minute warning they're gonna score yeah, I mean that was that was the issue, wasn't it? Towards the end, but all of them were justified. I even think some of them. I think Eli Apple makes pass interference call at the end there to um, Cooper Cup, and you actually sit there and think, well, if he doesn't do it, he's catching the ball and he's scoring anyway. So I think you've got to do it. Hannah's rocking out, start the trade. I love it. Um, I just thought it was an unbelievable game, and and I thought that the winning drive of the game to have. Stafford step up in that big moment. He stepped up in the divisional round to win the game against the Buccaneers. He used his man Cooper Cup again, and those two were terrific in that final drive. It was almost fitting that the man who's been the man all season, Cooper Cup, people argue he was MVP, steps up and wins the game for him. And I, I think it was the most Rams drive I think you you could have to to win a game. The bit. I was sitting there with Brian Balding in for the fourth quarter, and he was just like, "It's going to be cup. It's going to be cup. But no matter no matter how many times they have this opportunity at this goal line, they can keep playing it all day. It will eventually be Cooper Cup. Like it was, it was go- always going to be. And you know, inside two minutes, when it's that close game, I kept saying to myself, "This is what Matthew Stafford lives for. He ball in his hand, game on the line, fourth quarter. That is that is what he does that's what he's that's what he's really good at that's what he's brought in to do but there was no it was going to anyone else other than cooper cup when they tried the qb sneak i was like they just wasted they're just killing time with that it's got mm. it's getting to cup eventually it had to be um i think aaron donald was maybe my super bowl, bowl mvp because of that you know he ended it with mm. that hit on um joe burrow when it was needed mm-hmm. but i mean cooper cup has defied <laughs> oh. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org and what should, what should be feasible for a season. So kind of fitting that he got the game-winning score and then Super Bowl MVP to crown it off. Yeah, because that final drive from the Bengals, you know, plenty of time on the clock. They've got a minute and a half. They've got timeouts. You're sitting there thinking, could McKixon take them all the way to overtime? I thought it was going to overtime. I'll be honest. I thought they were going to score yep. there. They get to midfield and you think, <clears throat> yeah, they only need another 15, 20 yards and then this game's going to overtime. And then, you know, they get to third and one after great plays from Mixon. They hand the ball off to P. Ryan in the inside. You think, don't know why you've done that. You've gained nothing. And then fourth fourth down, I think they got a little greedy. You know, they only had to get that yard. And they yeah. went for the go route. They went for uh, Chase over the middle to try and win it. Or over, and he, he'd beaten Ramsey in coverage. But Donald and Miller were just like, ain't happening. And uh, they shut it down. And, and, you know, it was fitting for the best defensive player in the game, arguably the best defensive player 
maybe of all time, or he's certainly going to be in the conversation now, um, ends it the way he does, and he, he sticks his finger up and says, give me the ring, give me the ring. I mean, incredible. What was that moment like when that fourth down happened in the stadium? What was the noise and the atmosphere and everything like as that played out? Off by a Mexican a television broadcaster to our right for jumping up and down and making the... Uh... <laughs> the platform shake <laughs> to give you a sense of it all professionalism went flying out the window the place erupted i mean the, it had kind of gone off a little bit when cup scored that touchdown because i think the belief level at that point was yes joe burrow's getting the ball back but he was banged up so there was going to be a limit to what they could do um and of course defense wins championships like you know you saw the reaction donald ran the whole length of that field mm. um it was it was incredible the roof almost came off i mean the sort of bengal side of the stadium just sort of dropped down to silence and all the blue in there just lost their minds and it was short more than anything i was just watching the sideline at that moment and just the reaction from every single coach player a cheerleader everyone associated with the rams because they all like you could just they've done the thing yeah i mean incredible to to see Final question for me, because I know you got to go. What was the what's something that happened, like that experience in the stadium? We can only see so much of it on television. What was something that happened in the stadium that we wouldn't have seen or heard or been able to kind of experience um, at home for those that you know were watching it? The length of time those guys stayed out there when it was all said and done so the trophy's been lifted the interviews have been done t like you know, tv's all home and there's guys still out there doing snow angels in the confetti <laughs> and playing with their kids and just like jumping on each other and like pointing at their champion t-shirts and just just soaking up every single moment like they were you know they were out there for a solid hour after that game ended, oh, wow. just just breathing it all in it was that was incredible um, just, just to see how much it really means. It's you know, we saw OBJ bawling his eyes out, um, and you see these, you, you see the reaction, you see what it means to them. But the fact that they were there for as, as as long as they could before heading off to the party, or in the case of Van Jefferson, running to the hospital because then yeah. he became a dad. Like what a yeah. day! Yeah, um, he was exhausted. Like ninety <laughs> um, minutes later, he runs runs off the field. Ninety minutes later, he's got a kid in his hands. It's like yeah, exactly. Just like wild. Someone actually saw his partner being basically stretched out of the stadium because she'd obviously gone into labor like she was there um so yeah it was um yeah just watch just watching what it means to those players and watching them soak up the moment that was really special that was amazing taylor rapp got engaged as well he proposed to his his fiance well now fiance on the field amazing look i haven't seen oh go ahead the ring, but I hope it's a big one because he's about to get some ice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to be as big as his. But let me know. We got to let you go, Hannah. Um, just tell everyone where they can find you and and interact with you and and share, especially Rams fans who want to share the the love of being Super Bowl champions with you. On a netball court around the country covering the Super League for Sky Sports. <laughs> if you're trying to track me down, uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm Hannah J. Wilmot. Brilliant. Well, look, thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate you joining and uh, enjoy the party in LA. Hope you're off to some some good ones later and uh, and embracing the celebrations. We're literally going to find a ball pump. That is our glamorous, glamorous <laughs> in LA. 
Well, that was a All treat. Right. Back to the cold, dark, miserable UK life, right? And me and you. Yeah, well, you know, we can't we can't all be out there. I'm glad you joined. It's you know, it's always nice when you speak to someone of, uh, who supports the winning team um, and get their feelings. But someone who was there and and kind of describing the scene to us was uh, special. So I'm pleased yeah. for her. I spoke to her um, when it must be two weeks ago at, at the event in London and. Um, I knew she was so excited to to be there, and she was quietly confident it was going to happen. So I'm I'm pleased that she gets to experience that, and you know, just a great follow. Go follow her on on Twitter and, and engage with her because she's just really lovely person, and yeah, knows her stuff. It, it's great. It is. So what now for the Rams? You reckon that they've won this ring, Murph? <laughs> Excuse me. Well, there's a lot a lot to consider now. Um, I don't really know. I think. You know, we look at we look at the Rams and we think, what what can they? You know, people look at the build on this? The I think they're going to struggle to build on it. You know, you looked at the Bucks last year and they managed to get everyone back. Um, the Rams aren't going to be able to do that. Um, they're not going to be able to do that uh, this year. They've got two things going on right now. One is the cap space, and two is the free agents and. You know, when you win a ring, people want to get paid. Um, and that's that's going to be hard. Um, I'm just looking at who they've got as free agents now. So I'm just pulling it up this second. Um, OBJ, everyone. OBJ. Now, that's going to be interesting because of his injury. I mean, they can probably so, cover that. Robert Wood's coming back if he comes back healthy early in the year. Yeah, I mean... So we're looking at these are some of the names that we've got here. Tom Miller, I think he's a free agent. Brian Allen, the center, he's a free agent, unrestricted OBJ. Austin Corbett, the guard. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Andrew Whitworth, who we think is probably going to retire. Going to retire, yeah. Um, Matt Gay, the kicker, he is a free agent, but he is restricted. Yeah, well, so sign. they can. I'm sure he'll resign. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dante Dion, not a massive. Uh, Chaven Howard, they got exclusive rights on. Um, Buddy Howe, not important. Sebastian Joseph on that D-line. So, mm-hmm. um, Sony Michel, uh, Von Miller, Joseph Noteboon, again, another uh, another offensive line. So, most of this offensive line, um, uh, I'm just looking to see if there's anyone else. Darius Williams, Troy Reader. You know, there's there's a quite a number of names here. Um that are going on to free agency that they're not going to be able to, to pay um, because there just isn't that many, there's not that much money to go around. Unfortunately for the Rams, I think they'll make some things happen, but I'm looking at their cap situation. They have a 10 million over right now. Okay. Um, some things do help them out. So they get under from the, the Gurdy deal is gone um, is. from their books. So they don't have that much dead cap, only about a million million one in dead cap. Um, so that's fine. But, you know, they they still have, and they've got a good healthy amount of players on their on their roster, but, you know, they've got to make a decision what to do. I mean, one of the things they have got is Matt Stafford's on a pretty friendly team deal, 23 million. Uh, Ramsey, Donald, they're on big money. Cup, decent money. If Whitworth retires, he could forfeit a significant amount of money there. 
Um, might someone like a Von Miller call it a day as well? Now I mean, he's a free agent anyway, so it's not going to affect. Well, he's a free agent, so I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can't see the way that they can keep Von Miller no. unless he decides he's going to take a below market deal. Um, but you know, the one thing with the Rams is they've got some they've got some talented young players, but they're not going to be able to replenish in the draft. Um, they have next year they have three draft picks. They have one in the fifth round and two in the seventh. <laughs> they don't like draft picks, though. Right. No, but when you can't afford to sign free agents, your draft oh, yes. picks are going to get you. So the fact they've got no draft picks in the first four rounds, you know, the, the Rams don't need to, Rams fans don't need to watch the first two days of the draft. They're not in it. So the difficulty is you're going to be losing your offensive line or a good chunk of it. You can't replenish that. Like you're going to really struggle to replenish that. There's not that many great offensive uh, line free agents this year. There's a few getting them to go cheap will be one thing. I think this is where the Rams have have got some conundrums to solve. Um yeah, there'll be a, a I don't think it's impossible. In a contract somewhere, yeah, yeah. There'll be void years added and things like that. To, to yeah, you can some void space. some years. Um yeah. you can look at players maybe giving some money back. Um Donald and, and Ramsey have restructured money, Cups restructured money, um Woods have all they've all restructured money, so maybe they restructure again. <sighs> You know, these are the sorts of things that they can do. You know, the good thing is they don't have as much dead cap this year. So that's going to help them yeah. um, to do some of this restructuring and, and, and move some money into future years. But 10 million over, um, it it's tight. Like, I mean, they're okay. They don't need any money for draft picks, but they, you know, they've got to free up some money. They can do that. But to get new players in, especially offensive line players, because I'm looking at who they've got under contract. Uh, on the offensive line, assuming Whitworth comes back. Now, if he doesn't, they do save a load of money. I don't think he will, but yeah. And I don't think he will. And if he doesn't come back and they save a load of money there, I mean, he's paid top-end left tackle money, not like mm -hmm. elite, but top-end. Yeah. Um, it does mean that if he goes, you're going to have to sign a cheap left tackle, which, guarding the blind side, that's going to be tough. Um, they do have Haverstein there, but... You know, I don't think they've got. I don't think they've got a lot of experienced tackles, or I don't even think they've got a centre on the roster for next year. I'm just looking now. I can't see one. Oh, they do. They have wow. Drake Drake Jackson, um, okay. who I don't think has played a game in the NFL. So I don't think they're going to be able to retain um, this O line, and I think that's going to be the thing. If I'm looking now on them repeating, that's the the problem they've got to solve. If they can hmm. solve that. I think they can go somewhere, but that's the big question. And then what do you do with Stafford? Do you keep him for a year? I assume you probably would. It's a team-friendly yeah. deal. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. $23 million doesn't sound like a team-friendly deal for quarterback. It's a pretty good deal. <coughs> so, yeah, I think um, it's a kind of – I look at the NFC now, and I think every team in the NFC has problems. So their chances of coming back, are, if they can sort the O-line, are pretty good because mm -hmm. every team now in the NFC is in flux. Um, the Packers, we don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. The rest of that division isn't worth really looking at. Nope. No offense. Um, the East, you've got Dallas. They're in a pretty good spot. You would expect them to probably be amongst the favorites, um, especially Dan Quinn yeah. uh, coordinating that D. You'd expect them to probably be the favourites um, in the NFC next year, um, but they're 
you know, they haven't been there for 20 odd years, it's 30 years yeah. nearly. So, you know, it's a long time. And then you've got the South, that's a car crash division. The Buccaneers don't have a quarterback, and you'd say if they can sort one, they're probably in the best place to make a run, but they've got a lot of problems. And then the West, Seattle coming off a really bad year. You know, they've got pieces that they can use, but they're not quite ready. The 49ers, we don't know who their quarterback is next year. We assume it's Trey Lance. We don't know. They've got things they need to sort. They've got no running backs under the roster for next year. Um, and then, yeah, as I said, with the Rams, no no O-line next year, effectively, especially if Whitworth goes. If Whitworth stays, that's a massive mm-hmm. thing. If they can convince him to stay, um, that's a massive thing. Like, they'll be able to probably piece together a functioning O-line. I don't think it'll be as good as this year's, but I think it'll be functional. So, okay. yeah, I mean, what? let me ask you a question for, I'm keen to get your opinion on some of the players in the game and right. now they've got a, a ring. Does that cement their status as a potential Hall of Famer? And I've got four names for you. I'm going to start okay. with Aaron Donald. Does he get yes. in the Hall of Fame now? If he retired tomorrow, which is pondering. I think he would. Yeah, I think you yeah, would. I'd, I'd, I'd say he probably yeah. does. Cooper Cup? Before this year, I'd say no. If he won the ring last year, I'd say no. But what he's actually achieved this year, I think only Jerry Rice has done, and he did it over the span of a career, and Cooper Cup's done it all in one year, in one season. Which, does it make him Hall of Fame air worthy on one season? It's a tough call, but I can see either side of that, to be honest with you. I can see why they put him in, and I can see why some wouldn't, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, for me to win the Triple Crown, Super Bowl, MVP, I, I'd say he's got to go in for it. I think he's short, but I don't. Th- I think he's now got a good chance. But the problem with Cooper Cup is he, he only has 5,500 yards. In yep. his career, yep. almost two thousand of them this season. In fact, over two thousand this season. Yep. So when we look at his career, he doesn't quite have the numbers that stack up. Um, but he's still got time. Like that's the thing. Where is he on the touchdowns? Is he up to the hundred touchdowns? Uh, no, he's got forty in his career. Oh. But I mean, he's only been yeah. in the league five years. So I mean, <laughs> if he can play another five years, if he can get to ten thousand yards. Or near there. And 100 touchdowns. I don't even think he needs 100 touchdowns. I think if he can get to 70 touchdowns, 10,000 yards, 9,000 yards, I think he gets in. So I think he needs a couple more years playing, but I think he's on the track now and this will help. Um, Jalen Ramsey, I mean, again, he's still quite a young player, but if he continues on this trajectory, is he going to go in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, probably. For me. Um, And then the last one is, is Matt Stafford. I'd probably say no, until, even until this year he hadn't won a playoff game. It's yeah. like, okay, he's now gone on a one four. Great, but is was he now four and four, I guess? And he four wins, four losses in, in playoff football. Yeah, which is about what Aaron Rodgers is, he's about five hundred in his career. Yeah. He's won the same amount of rings as Aaron Rodgers. I mean Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I keep going backwards and forwards on it, because in my head I'm like, well, yeah, he didn't do anything. And then I look back at it and think but he won a ring. He won I'd a say ring. Stafford realistically, he's got three years with the Rams, I'd say. 
Don't even think maybe that. I think, I think okay. he's got maybe another year, maybe two. I would um, say he needs to at least make NFC Championship games with both of those to become okay. Hall of Fame considerable. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think That's... he needs to, to lead that team to uh, a modicum of success routinely to okay. be able to have a shout. The other one you haven't mentioned was Von Miller. I think Von Miller gets in. Me too. That's um, easy one then. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't put him in there because I thought. Yeah. Um, I, I automatically think if you as a defensive player win an NFL, um, um, a Super Bowl MVP, you're likely to get in. I, I know Dexter Jackson didn't, but yeah. Um, I tend to think it's so rare that that happens, and now he's got a second ring. Yeah. I'd, I'd be. I'd be sure. And his impact on the games as well. His time manager record four and a half sacks over two Super Bowls. So yeah, um, I I can't see Von Miller not getting in. Um, no, so I don't I didn't yeah. ask that because I just thought it was a gimme. Okay. So it's interesting. What do you think about the legacy of the Rams now? So like this Rams team. <clears throat> yep. I mean we we know it's going to be hard for them to repeat. Yeah. But do we? We look back at the last few years, the Sean McVay era, two Super Bowls, one, one, one lost, <clears throat> made the playoffs most, I think all years they've made the playoffs. Yep. Do we think this is... You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner kind of like the peak of of the rams and if it is would you i mean what are your thoughts on this team over the last sort of four or five years and what their legacy is going to be when when people tell the story of of the rams and and this little period of football that they've had over the last few years under mcveigh um i think they've been built into this moment all of that time obviously they haven't had a, a first round draft pick in, in god knows how long um <laughs> They, you look at it this year and say that they've gone all in on on the pieces they need and picking up Von Miller and OBJ mid-season to try and complete the set and, and go for it. Uh, and they achieved it. So well done them. Uh, as you just said, though, they don't have a draft pick in the first two days moving forward. Uh, and I don't know what they're like in, in 23 onwards, but it's going to be very hard to maintain a level of consistency the way that they've gone and achieved it for me. Mm. And... I, I don't know. The biggest thing I think for the Rams at the minute is that the move, the move to LA, the SoFi Stadium. We talk about a legacy they've got. They've actually now endeared themselves to a local population. There's a generation of football fans there that don't have allegiances that will suddenly now kids do right. How many kids in our country support Man United because they were winning stuff in the nineties and so on? Mm. So 
if you live there, yeah, great. You can jump on the bandwagon of a winning team now uh, and be a supporter for life. So I think that will be the Rams legacy is it'll actually put the organization in a better stead moving forward for years to come. In terms of the team's legacy, I don't know. I don't think they've got a lot left in them now. But do you think then, just on yeah. that, um, Jack said about Stafford he didn't do anything because <laughs> he played for the Lions. I mean, he's right. Yeah. Um, do you think then, with regards to just on that point of where they've been growing, where yeah. they're going to, if they hit a, a sudden decline now, so let's say they sort the O line out, let's say that they, they have one more go at it in 22. We think after that, that will probably be this peak period done. Are they not in danger of being overtaken by Herbert and company um, and the Chargers who have got a young team with a great young quarterback? Mm-hmm. Do we not think that they are in danger, the Rams, of this legacy of, well, that was good, but half of it wasn't in LA. Half of it was in St. Louis. You know, the last Super Bowl, they were the St. Louis Rams. Yeah. Yeah. That actually, this as, as people are starting to turn and go, oh, yeah, the Rams – the Chargers could sneak on up. and I, I mean, I don't know the answer, but let's say the Chargers win the Super Bowl in the next two years. Are mm-hmm. they in danger, the Rams, of being the sideshow in LA for the next 10 years if that happens or not? For me, for me no, because they've got to the, the finish line first. So that, that generation of kids that are out playing football on the streets and the car parks are being Cooper Cup right now and are being Matt Stafford. Um, and I think once... Well, as you know, once you pick an allegiance to a team, it's very seldom changed. Um, the Chargers in two years' time, let's say, win a Super Bowl, and yeah, they'll have a similar thing. But I think that bulk of people that are looking to follow someone would have picked up the Rams following this. So I think they've put themselves ahead of the curve on on that. I mean, do you agree, or do you think there's a chance the Chargers could? I think it's interesting. I think this is a really important period for Chargers history in LA. Mm-hmm. Because I yep. think they have to now be successful, or they're always going to be little brother, yep. and they could be really in trouble. Um, I think they're going to have to. They need to make the playoffs next year. Have to do it, yep. and then I think they need to win a Super Bowl to try and keep pace with the Rams and have two relevant Which, LA teams coming out of the division think, and then coming out of the AFC is going to be no mean task. Well, yeah. In fact, that, here, so here's a question right now. We were talking about this. At four in the morning, when we'd all had a, a, a few to drink, I don't recall so, a lot of it then, probably. Yeah. No, so I'm going to put this on, on camera now because one of the things we talked about, I think you might mention this, is you thought that the Bengals are the favorites or one of the favorites in the in the AFC next year, yes. And so let's let's go through division by division now as it stands, and obviously a lot can change, so we're not going to yeah. nail to the masts because we haven't even had free agency in the draft yet. No, but it's fun, right? But yeah, but Super Bowl's over. Let's look ahead to next. Let's year. look ahead to next year, division by division. Yeah, let's talk about the favourites in each division, and then let's try and see okay. where this this road goes. So we'll start in the AFC because that's the stacked division. Okay. You've got so the. Go. Let's go with the East. So yep. you've got the Bills, the Patriots, the Jets, and, and the Dolphins. Yeah. Right now, do you think? Who, who would you say is a strong favourite? And would you say that they're a lock or do you think they're in a battle with an, another team or two teams in that division? I think the Bills will win the division. The Patriots uh, were ahead of schedule this year, I think, making the playoffs with a rookie QB and they can never be 
discounted. Um, but I think it might, the Bills are a better side for me. So I think they'll win the division, but I wouldn't discount the Patriots causing an upset and upsetting the Apple car. Uh, I'm also looking forward to seeing what Mike McDaniel can do into, into Miami. Uh, and seeing how he looks to, to build that offense over there. So, as for the Jets, yeah, yeah, and there's nothing against the Jets fans. It's just it's just tough. Um, yeah, I think that's a tough division. I, I agree with you. I, I'd probably lock the the Bills right now, but I think the Patriots could could definitely give a run. And I yeah. wouldn't discount Miami from a playoff berth. Um, it's a little unknown at the minute, isn't they? Miami. Yeah, a little know? unknown. If they get a run game yeah. going there and Tua takes a step forward, I think there's a chance that they could, you know, be in that five to seven conversation with 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 the Patriots. It wouldn't shock me if those three teams got in um, yeah. into the playoffs as things stand next year. I think it'll be a battle, but I think they're in the conversation, and I think the Jets fans are. You know, I, I think Jets fans, if, if you're looking at next year and you let Ch- you let Zach Wilson have a have a go off the break uh, and let him just play, because he, he was held back this year for me. Yeah. Um, he was pretty much just told just to play it safe. And I think you just got to let him rip and see what happens. I think if, if you can get seven, eight wins, I think you'd be quite happy with that. Um, Coming out of that division. Progress. Wins, yeah. Right. yeah, well, that's what I mean. If, if, you, can, if you can get seven, eight wins... Even even six wins with some progress, I think you'd probably be quite happy as a, as a Jets fan. So let's move to the West. Got yeah. the Chiefs, Chargers, yeah. the Raiders, and the Broncos. Broncos up for sale, of course. Um, and they have a new coaching staff, and they've got Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. And Raiders were in the playoffs. The Chargers, arguably... Inches the more, the more yeah. talented roster of the two, but didn't yeah. get in. Because yeah. um, their D was really bad, which he shouldn't have been, and then the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Do we think the Chiefs are going to run away with the division again this year, or do we think there's a real battle this year? I don't think they'll run away with the division, but I think they are the best team in the division, and I think that even this year they had their struggles coming out the gate early on, and they managed to work through them, and that's a sign of a very good team. Uh, and obviously still made the championship game there, so uh, I don't know that it can't carry on forever. Um, but the Chiefs will still have enough about them, I think. The enemy is still there at the minute. Um, and they're not going to lose any major big pieces, I wouldn't have thought. So. No, I don't, I don't think they're at risk of losing significant pieces. And I, I yeah, I, I think the Chiefs, but I tell you what, I'm, I've am i got an eye on, on the Raiders. I think Josh McDaniels is, is a great hire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if anyone's going to get Derek, Lab, Derek Carr back to that, I'm not going to say MVP level, but yeah. that top level that he can potentially get to. I think Josh McDonald's unlocks that. I think they've got talent. They've got picks. I think they need to do some work, but listen, they're a playoff team from this year and I don't see them getting worse. Um, no, no, no. So <clears throat> I think they're a real interesting dark horse next year in the AFC. As are, as are the Chargers, you know, they didn't get in. But they they have a very talented group of players. They need to fix the D. I and mean, Brandon Staley is a defensive guru. So if they can sort that out, then you'd have to look at that and say, well, if he fixes the D, they're a playoff team. Right. I mean, I don't really know. I don't know who get. I mean, one of those teams is going to miss out on the playoffs. I don't know who it is. 
but mm. one of those teams is going to miss out. I, I, I would give it to the Chiefs right now, but I think I think it's close. And and, and Denver, I I think Denver have to look at this season and think. I mean, if if Denver get Aaron Rodgers tomorrow, or when yeah. the league year opens, that changes the whole conversation <laughs> because you have to look at them and go, well, they got a great D. They'll have a QB. They'll have an offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be it. Would be maddening. Like that might be the best division of all time. You look at those yeah. four teams, and it will yeah. blow it wide open. But right now, it's a, it's the Chiefs. Let's go to the South. I think for me, this is the easiest division. Yeah. Um, and I'd I'd hand it to the to the Titans. Yeah. I don't think I don't think the Colts are. If they move on from Wentz, I don't know what they're going to move on to that's better. They haven't got a first-round pick, so they can't draft a better QB. I don't think there's a better QB in free agency that they want to tie their hands to long-term. Nope. Nope. So I don't really know what the Colts are going to do. Just going to go on the fringes like they seem to do every year since they left. Yeah, Texans, massive rebuild. That's going to take years. Yep. The Jags. You know, they'll get better with Trevor Lawrence and, and Doug Pedersen, but... I'd like to see the Jags go and get him a proper wide receiver one. I'd hate for this to happen, but someone like Chris Godwin going into Jags to help Trevor Lawrence would be a, an awesome pickup for them, I think. Yeah. Uh, change, I mean, I can't... change their outlook. But... I mean, it would do. Um, but they could draft one as well, and there's some yeah. good receivers yeah. in this in this class. Um, I don't think they should be paying top dollar for a wide receiver when you're not going to get the best years. Uh, because I think there may be a five, six win team next year and you've got other holes, but I draft one. I think I'd draft one and try and find one for Lawrence long-term and try and work that out. But I I think the Titans, most of that team's coming back. They'll be efficient. (laughs) They'll get it done. I don't think they've got a lot left because a lot of the main parts of the Titans are starting to age a little bit now. Yeah. Um, Tannehill, Henry, obviously Julio's there. Um, I'd almost say, I don't know what contracts are like, but, this could be their last kind of year locked into that with the division and that's a chance. Like, you know, they had the one seed this year for what it done for them. Yeah, so. exactly. I I mean, I can't see him winning a Super Bowl with that team, but I could definitely see him being competitive with that team. And then we move to the North. And, and again, this is a really interesting division. You've got the Bengals with the champs. You've got the Ravens who pushed it close with no team really at the end of it. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you've got the Steelers who have all the pieces, you know, they made the playoffs with a quarterback who, who was finished. Um, yeah. And Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Um, and then you've got the Browns who don't forget, you know, they've got weapons. They've got a team. I mean, I that's a hard division. I, I mean, for me, I'd make the Ravens favorites, but I wouldn't say there's a lock here. I think any team could, could win it. And I think it all depends on, what these teams draft and, and where they try and fix things because as much as you say Joe Burrow and they're in the Super Bowl, I think there's a Super Bowl hangover coming. Yeah. Um, I do think they can get over it. I do think they can make the playoffs. And I think this team's special, don't get me wrong. Um, but I think, you know, an O-line takes time to gel and I think they're going to have to take some time and it's going to be whoever wins those two games between the Ravens and the Bengals will win the division. I think it's literally what, going to come down to those two games. What pieces the Bengals add to it? I mean, I think the Ravens would have won the division this year if Lamar stayed healthy for it all. Yeah, I think, I think that that's exactly it. I think 
Samar Jackson stays healthy. I think if um, they're not going to have the injury luck that they had this year, it's just not. No. It's not possible. Um, so they're going to have they're going to have better luck this year. And if they can keep their players on the field, yeah. you have to look at the roster and the way they're built and go. That's probably the best team in that division. Um, and that's no disrespect to Joe Burrow. That's no disrespect to. Um, the Bengals, far from it. I, I love this Bengals team. I think they're terrific. I think they have every chance of winning the division. But <clears throat> I think, I think I, I look at this this Ravens team and think they're built to win now with a quarterback who's very difficult to defend. You know, three years now. I don't think that they're ready to win a Super Bowl, but I do think the way that they get it done. You know, they were the one yeah. seed with no players at one point in this season, and I think. They just ran out of gas. I, I think if they get that sorted, they'll, they'll be fine. So, you, so you mentioned a hangover, a player Super Bowl hangover for the Bengals. I actually think they'll be okay. Uh, I think mm. the way they've approached, especially the playoff games, where they've had some adversity and been behind, and the the kind of no fear type, let's get up and achieve it attitude that they took to it. Um, and I think this will push them on. And normally, when you get a Super Bowl team that loses. You've got some aging characters on there. You've invested a bit. So people are out of contract and you can't afford to keep them because you're right normally on that line of this is us now. I don't feel the Bengals are there. They've got a young enough squad that nearly all of them will come back. All of them will be under contract. I, I just see them adding to it. They need O-line and D-line. And the D-line was okay yesterday, to be fair, but they need some O-line in there. Um I think they'll just get better. I do believe it's between them and the Ravens in, in the AFC North. I think that the Steelers will probably be around the 500 mark again. Mm-hmm. And I discount the Browns personally. But yeah, yeah it, it does depend on the mentality. But what we've seen during this season and the games they've had, I think the mentality is going to be okay. I think it's fascinating because you've got two very different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And my head and my heart say I'd rather have Joe Burrow. But it's just something in the way that Lamar does things that he wins games on his own that I just think, I don't know. I'm so, I I think it's such a tough division. I really do. Who would you say on that AFC side? If you had to pick an AFC championship game right now, just on what we know now, and this could all change. Who would would be your AFC championship game next year? Ravens bills, depending on how the seasons fell. Wow. Okay. I'd say I have the bills. I'd, I'd go chiefs bills. Okay. I just think the Chiefs are just they're they're they're, they're going to steamroll, and I think Josh Allen is, just, is primed uh, to do it. I think the Chiefs, Tampa broke the Chiefs, and yeah. the game plan and the strategy they went to that Super Bowl with people tried to replicate it early in the season, and the Chiefs were arrogant enough. I think they didn't change what they were doing; they just believed they were that good that they could work their way out of it, and eventually, I guess they did. Um, Jack's there with Chiefs Bills, so yeah. I don't know. I just I just think you've got to remember that if the Chiefs score in the AFC title game right before the half, yeah. they win that game. I'm I'm convinced they win that game. It's too big a gap. So they're yeah. really one they're one play from from making it to the Super Bowl again. Two yards, aren't they? Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, people talk about the start of the season with the Chiefs and go, well, they were they were predictable yeah. and and all this. They were, they had a brand new O line. That takes time yeah. to gel. It does. Yeah. They literally changed four-fifths of that O-line. It was always going to be sloppy in the beginning. 
So I'm yeah, I'm I'm Chiefs Bills. I just think it could it could all change, but right now I can't see past that. Let's quickly do the NFC and then we'll sign off. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> NFC North. This has got to be the easy one, right? This this can't be hard. Lions. Oh um, no, sorry what? <laughs> <laughs> um you say it's the easy one, it's the Packers depending on what situation they're in. If Jordan loves under center and Devontae Adams is gone, is it the Packers? Well, no, I, I guess I guess you'd have to go with the Vikings. Yeah, I probably would for consistency. The team they've got would Jeez. be the most settled and consistent. Uh, Justin Fields is probably going to come into the Bears. How impactful he is throughout the season, I guess, remains to be seen. But um, God, that I tell you what, if you take Rogers out of that division, Rogers and Adams away from that team in that division is a mess, just like the South. Oh, it's worse. I think it's worse than the South. Do you reckon? No. Yeah, I do. I do think it's worse than the South. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not being disrespectful to the Lions and and the, and the Bears here. The Lions just have no players. They just have no players at all. And they'll win three or four games, and good luck yeah. to them. And they'll get some players. Fine. I think the Bears are going to try and rebuild on defense. I think that's going to take time. I think they're a six-win team. The Vikings, again, you've got a new coach. You've got to remember that three teams there have a coach that have been there a year or less. So it's going to be fluxy well, yeah. all the way. I, I just think mm, there's no consistency in that division. Nope. So <clears throat> I think the floor with Jordan Love could still probably win that division. But yeah, uh, we'll see. I'd, I'd go Packers right now. But I've, yeah, I think it, it could be the Vikings. I think they're the only team that could challenge um, yeah, next year. Uh, let's do the. Uh, we'll do the East. Uh, this, this, again, Cowboys. I don't even yeah. think that's close. No, sorry. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> I think the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to tread five hundred. I think the. Uh, I think the Giants. Well, Washington with Dark Horse. Yeah, they can pick I mean, up a quarterback. But they lost Curtis Samuel this season. They can, but they're, they're, they're going to draft a rookie, right? Games. They're going to draft a rookie quarterback. A rookie quarterback is probably in this class. I do not think is going to elevate them into a playoff run. No, I no. just don't. So it's I, shame I, they're just a quarterback away from actually being competitive. I think oh, they lost Chase Young this year as well to injuries. Mm. I, I do think the basis is there to compete, and I'm not saying they'll win the division, but I think they'd make. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think maybe I think there's a chance, but yeah, I can't I can't look past Dallas. I, th- I think no, you'd have to no, Dallas the division are the last team in the division. Yeah, I still think right now, I I look at things as they are right now. Mm-hmm. If Dallas don't go to the NFC title game next year, Mick McCarthy has to be fired. Right. Has to be fired because yeah. it's all set up for Dallas now because they're the only team that can remain intact, pretty much. Yep. They'll make a few changes, but they're relatively intact. All the other teams are going to go through flux. We just talked about this. For me, they have to make the NFC title game. Anything less than that, people have to go. They have yep. to go. Um, unless injuries, like you get significant injuries, you lose Dak, you lose yeah. half a dozen players maybe, then then I'll, I'll change that opinion. I'll account for that, yeah. Yeah, right now, I think they're, if they don't make the NFC title game, it's a, it's a poor season. Um, <clears throat> let's do the West. I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold here, and I'm gonna say Arizona. Are you? 
I had a team tipped to win the division this year and it didn't quite come out, but I had the Niners to win the division this year. And I think adding Trey Lance potentially, it's going to be weird, but I think it would give him another dimension to the game that may just be enough. I just think he's going to take too much time to settle. Maybe. I think they haven't got the running backs that will take a bit of time. I think they need to click that offense. And I I think they'll be up there, but I'd go with Arizona because it looks like Murray's going to stay. I know there's these issues. I can't see him going anywhere. anywhere. So I think it's the same team. It's the same team as last year, but they're a year together. And I think that's a big thing. And I think, I just think they'll they'll win the division only because I think the Rams will struggle without an O-line. If they can okay. fix that, I'll flip it. But I think right They've now... They've also got I, the uh, motivating factor of a, a home Super Bowl, which is becoming well, a common theme now, well, right? Yeah, you so, might as well bank it. Put all your money yeah. in Arizona. It's done deal. a common theme. Yeah, I, I think so, Arizona could win that division next year. Let's go to the South quickly. I can't look past the Bucks. I can't. Even without they a quarterback. A, they need a serviceable quarterback and they'll be fine. They'll win that division. I, th- I think they win the, I think they win the division with Andy Dalton. I genuinely do. Yeah, it's a, a serviceable. Mitchell Trubisky, Andy Dalton, Teddy Bridgewater. One of them, we win that division. Matt Ryan isn't good enough to win the division. Um, yeah, and they're going to roll with him next year because they have to. He's under contract. Yeah. The, the Panthers have Darnold under contract. They can't do anything. So, um, and the Saints. The, Saints, the Saints are probably going to be the number one pick. I, I can't see where they're going to get two wins next year. Okay. I, I genuinely can't see where they're going to get wins. I, I, I mean, they're the Saints, so they probably will pick up six because that's what they tend to do every year. Yeah, maybe six, six would be but a phenomenal no effort. Six would be a phenomenal effort for the Saints. If they win yeah. six games next year, Dennis Allen should be considered coach of the year. But because the they've got two games against the Falcons and the Panthers. So, <laughs> I mean, just the but, mess they but they've got no quarterback, right? Well, they've got a running back well, they're, who's they're a Hill, not they? So, yeah. Okay, we still no quarterback. You've got a running back. Yeah. You've got a running back at quarterback. You've yeah. got a no running back if Kamara gets done yeah. in this charge. Yeah. You've got no wide receivers. Well, Michael Thomas has moved back to New Orleans. Uh, okay, you have. So, you've, got Mike, you've got Michael Thomas. I apologize. How he'll be Michael coming Thomas. back after two years, effectively two away years from out. the game, is a yeah. long time. So you got one great. Nice. You got one good wide receiver who's been out best part two of two years. Yeah. You've got. Um, an offensive line that is average. You've got a defensive line that's okay. You've got yeah. no secondary, uh, except for Malcolm Jenkins, who's, who's getting on a bit. Um, linebackers are okay, not bad, but you, you're 60 million in the hole in cap. People are going to have to go. I just, I just don't see how they can do anything. I don't, I don't oh. see how they can do anything. Oh. Um, because you can't you can't go to free agency because you can't afford to sign anyone. Um, you can't keep kicking the money. If if I'm the Saints here, I'm playing for the one pick. I'm playing for the one pick. I'm, let's eat the money. Let's yeah. eat the money. Let's go be crap for a year. Let's not yeah. sign anyone. Let's just let's just go run it out for a year. We'll pay the debts. We'll eat all the cap. I we'll literally just, a reset. Yeah, just literally. Let's just let's just go be one and sixteen this year, and yeah. be done with it. Um, get the first round pick, get the first overall pick, um, get yourself your quarterback with because the 2023 class is good at quarterback from what I can see in the early days of it. I think there's some good mm-hmm. names. Go get your quarterback there. You can get out of the taste mill contract. You probably get rid of Michael Thomas at that point because he's old, older. Yeah. 
Um, and you can reset. You probably get rid of the Kamara contract because at that point you probably don't need him and he's probably a bit old at the position. And then I think you can just do a full reset with a young QB and build. Um, But yeah. And then NFC title game. It's hard to look past uh well, I've got Niners winning that division, so I'm going to have to go Niners, Cowboys. On the assumption there is no Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. So I also go the Cowboys. Um, I'm going to go Cowboys. Um, I'm going to go Cowboys, Arizona. I'm going to go Cowboys, Cardinals. Um, I just think they're going to put it together. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I don't think it's going to look amazing. And I'll, I'll say this right now. I cannot see an NFC team winning the Super Bowl next year. Me and Jack talked about that over breakfast this morning, that the difference in golf between the AFC and the NFC and the quarterbacks and the way their teams are led and so on is such that the last two Super Bowls have been NFC teams. And if you go back a time when it was the old NFC that was dominant, the AFC sprung in a few... Uh, Super Bowls, because the teams just end up beating each other up in the playoffs and the route in. So I wouldn't be surprised on the day if if an NFC team did step up. Someone's just asked the question. 15 unrestricted free agents, which include Von Miller, Sony Michelle, OBJ, combined take up 23 million. Would mm-hmm. you bring those three back? OBJ, no. He's going to be done for eight, ten months. So that's Christmas. So I don't think they'll sign him. He's... I don't know. I would. I reckon. See, I reckon he's the one you could sign now. I think you could go to OBJ and say, yeah, "You may not be able to use him." Well, <laughs> eight, eight months is October. Yeah, he's young enough. He's not really had this kind of injury before. ACLs aren't what they used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're the Rams and you're thinking we've got one more year of this, I think you can sign him to a cheap four million deal. Right, which more the injury would allow out. that if it weren't injured, and that's what I mean. I think yeah. you can work something out with the injury, without the injury. I think you can, yeah. And it shows a sign of faith to OBJ. Look, you scored in the Super Bowl. We're going to we give you a deal. Yeah. No one else is going to give you a deal because you're not going to pass a medical. Yeah, we will sign you to a deal, and then we'll revisit it based on how we do at the end of 2022. Yeah, because um, <clears throat> I can't see anyone giving OBJ a long deal. So I think no. I think now that injury weirdly probably keeps him in LA. I was kind of curious to see what would happen. Sony Michelle, absolutely no chance. There's no, no. chance uh, no chance Sony Michelle stays. Um I think you've got Henderson, you've got Akers. Um, Michelle was only signed because Henderson got hurt. That was the only reason. They're both healthy. That's not gonna happen. Von Miller cheap free agent somewhere as a running back three, weren't they? So Von Miller de- depends on the money. It depends um, on the time, and if he wants to be there, let's face that as well. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the it depends on the age. It depends on the money. I don't think they can afford to pay Von Miller. I think that's the problem. I think if Von Miller wants a final payday in the NFL, he's not getting it in LA because they can't afford it. The ten million yeah. over the cap. So, if he wants to play one more year and go all in with a ring and play for like five mil. I could see that, but I think I think the money's too difficult to make it happen. I think they would love to sign him. I don't mm-hmm. think they can get it done. 
Um, Sony Michelle, no chance. I just think he's gone. OBJ, yeah. I think, of the three, is the one that I think can stay now because I think they can just show that faith and say, I know you're expecting a big payday. That's not going to happen. We'll give you a chance to showcase. We'll you're happy here. Come back. End of season <clears> deal. Form and then back in the next year, and then you can go get your payday from there. And they might, even, they might even pen something that, along those lines that yeah. says, if you hit these incentives, we'll sign you to X deal. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's a good, it's a great question. Appreciate Sonny it. It's only OBJ, I see. I don't see any of them potentially being in a Rams jersey. The injury, as you say, with OBJ might be enough to keep him in town. But no. without the injury, I don't think we'd see any three of them as a Ram again. I'm just looking at Von Miller. He's only 32. So he could still oh. play another couple of years. But I think he's going to want a deal. I think he's going to want a decent deal. And I just don't think he's going to get that. I just don't think he's going to get that now. So I think he's a good signing for someone. Um, you're not going to get many players like that in free agency too often. So no. Um, I definitely think he's he's someone that people should be looking at to pick up. But yeah, all in all, it, it's like I said, it's an interesting season now. Now we get free agency. So, you know, Although the season's kind of ended, the new yeah. season kind of starts in two weeks with the combine. Free agency starts a month tomorrow. Here we go again. And we go again. And um, <clears throat> it's going to be great to start getting under the skin in the next season because I think we've seen this now with the last two Super Bowls. Yeah. The last two Super Bowls were won in free agency. Rams did it this year and with trades yeah. and we were aggressive. Bucks did it the year before. You know, that we're talking about teams that we think could win could win it all next year. Who's gonna have the cojones to push it all in and yeah. and go for it? Because I think I think it's whoever makes the biggest moves in free agency, if it's one of the Chiefs, the the Bills, the Cowboys, uh, the Cardinals, the Rams. Whoever goes big might just win it. I think the cards will. I think they struggled this year. JJ won't miss games. DeAndre Hopkins missed games. They're both liable to miss games again next year. So I think they might be the ones that, as I say, look at the opportunity they've got and try and just tie it down. And you're still on mute, Murph. Yeah, sorry. Because <laughs> I, I was coughing. Um, it's fun. Well, yeah, and just quickly, because I know we're going to wrap this up, and yeah. I'm just looking at the 2022 free agents, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the players who you think could help you get a ring. We just talked about Von Miller. Von Miller looks like... Yeah, uh, he'll one. make the defence better, right? So. Yeah, so you look at Von Miller. Um, you got the guard, uh, Brandon Sheriff. He's a great guard, probably the best guard in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Robinson... He's coming into his prime. I know he didn't. He's coming off a bad year. Yeah. Chandler Jones. He could have yeah. a massive impact. Chris Godwin. Yeah. Um, Nate Solder. Yeah, Nate Solder. Devontae Adams. Dante Fowler. Yeah. Tyrone Matthew is a free agent. Uh, Andrew Norwell. Um, St- uh, Stephon Gilmore. Claire's Campbell, but he's getting on in age. JPP. Yeah. Akeem Hicks. He's only thirty-two. Uh, Joe Joe Hayden, decent yeah. cornerback, although he's getting yeah. on a bit in age. Um, Mate, the Rams just won with Eric Weddle coming out of retirement after two years. So 
Yeah, Ryan, <laughs> Jens- Ryan Jensen, but I think he probably stays in Tampa. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, Matt Paradis, good, good center again, getting on a bit. Mm-hmm. Carl Fuller, he's only 30. Um, Jason Kelsey, there's some pieces there. Hey, there is Anthony Barr. I mean, there's some good Dante Hightower, Zach Ertz, Patrick Peterson. I think he's gone to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, Clowney, he hits free agency again. Juju, wow. yeah, I mean, there's some. I'm just looking at Quandry Diggs, he was a great safety yeah, this year, yeah. He was, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some Emmanuel Sanders, although he's getting up in age. AJ Green again. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a few. There's a few players um, definitely hitting this free agency hey, market. Mike Williams at the Chargers as well. Mike Williams. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of players here that can make a significant impact to teams yeah. and help them get better. So mm-hmm. it's who is going to be aggressive now. Who is going to be aggressive and and make those moves. We look forward to seeing it. We're only got a month to wait until the days themselves. We'll sort some podcasts out um, for them. Yeah. Oh, wait. I had a bed in a minute, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think let's call this one a day. Um, yeah, I mean, great Super Bowl. It was um, a great year. It's great. Way great to year. Off, yeah. uh, so much has happened. If you, By the way, so just some final things for me, housekeeping. One, if you want to win yourself an Antonio Brown, oh, Antonio Brown, Antonio Gibson jersey, tune into our special, um, our special uh, show on YouTube, um, which is our Super Bowl special. Some of the content in there is still going to be relevant, especially the interview at the end with Rick Stroud. So check that out. Um, follow the instructions on YouTube, and you can win a signed Antonio Gibson jersey. Someone's just messaged Garoppolo to Steelers. He's going somewhere. Could go to the Steelers. I actually don't think that's a bad move. Um, yeah. I'd endorse that. I think he, that's a good team. Tomlin gets the best out of him. Um, yeah. Secondly, thanks to the Warrior Bowl for uh, co-hosting and doing most of the work, to be perfectly honest. Last night. Um, on the charity night last night, £1,900 raised um, for charity and great causes. So thank you so much to everyone who turned up. Lo- we loved meeting you all. Um, yeah. And thanks for taking part and indulging and hopefully we can do it again next year. Um, But yeah, hats off to the guys at Warrior Bowl. You know, they were brilliant and tenacious in in doing that. And um, don't forget, we're still giving away FFCC spots year four. I'm working on getting some of the best in the industry into the event. Um, Got some confirmed. There's going to be a few more joining uh, over the coming weeks. You can pretty much buy your way in right now by buying a ticket for you and your commissioner £10 donation, see our pinned tweet. You can join in there and just keep checking out um, content I'm writing over at Fantasy Pros. I've got a link in my bio. You can see that. Um, I'm doing a lot of work on running back rookies right now, so go check that one out um, there as well. So, yeah, but thanks to everyone who's donated time, effort, money, um, so many great things going on right now. Um and we'll continue. And I love to give the Antonio Gibson jersey away. I think we still need 20, 21 entrants in order to make that happen. So go um, go sign in on YouTube, subscribe, hit the giveaway button, follow the instructions, and we're going to send it out to someone, hopefully. So make sure you do that. Fair. 
Anything from you, Dan? No, I'm doing nothing. <laughs> I'm not loads. giving away the jerseys. I'm not writing articles. I'm going to sit back, start looking at the draft, start looking at fantasy drafts, do my prep for my rookies. Uh, yeah, take some time out to, to try and enjoy it, I guess. And Definitely. Learn a bit more. Time to do every year. No matter where you're at, you can always learn a bit more, and now's the time to do it. 100%. Love it, love it. But first, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I love that one, Shell. Wish you good night, and as always, don't forget, keep rushing. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 